Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode 43. Well, how are we everyone? I hope you are continuing to feel as inspired and intentional as we have started the new year. Because if we stay on zone, 2020 is going to be ours for the taking, no matter who thinks they can get in our way. And remember, to help you, I've created a fantastic new Start Your Business Planner. Now, if you're hearing this for the first time, then what's happening is that to coincide with the launch of the first anniversary episode of the podcast in April 2020, I'm launching a new Start Your Business Planner that you can use to help you guide yourself through the process of starting your business. And you can also use the planner as a reference tool for the startup work that you should be doing. Now, there's lots of great information in the planner and lots of different tools and guides that you can just work your way through to make sure you stay on point. And as I said in last week's episode, for those listeners who get in early and reserve a copy, I'm planning something really extra special for you. Now, I don't want to say too much about it now because then everyone will apply. So I'm looking for those who are intentional and who are taking action. And if you register for your planner and follow through, then there is going to be something extra special for you. If you want to reserve a copy of the planner, then all you need to do is go to drasha.mykajabi.com forward slash planner. That's D-R-A-S-H-E-R dot M-Y-K-A-J-A-B-I dot com forward slash planner. And once you've registered, you will be the first to know when the planner drops. And I'll also be keeping you up to date and sending you a few little early sneak peeks of what's in the planner. So get registering now. Okay, so with that out of the way, this week, I want to talk to you about the work you can be doing on your business whilst you're waiting for your business to launch. Because I understand that it can be the case that you have a great business idea and you're sure about that idea, but you're just not ready to launch. Now, some of the reasons why you might not be ready to launch can include waiting to get all the money you need to launch your business proper. And we talked about some of the things you might be waiting for in last week's episode, that's episode 42. You could be waiting to leave work so you have time to launch in the way you want to launch. Or you could be waiting for a partner or premises to be free before you can get in and set things up the way you want in preparation for your launch. Or you could be waiting to create products you want to have available at the start of your launch, which takes time. 
Now, all of these are valid reasons and all are reasons that can delay the launch of your business. But these are reasons that shouldn't stop you from working on your business at the same time as preparing to launch. And with this in mind, this week I want to talk about the three key things that you can be doing in preparation for the launch of your business. So I'm just going to get straight onto it. The first thing that you can do, even though you've got your business idea and you believe you've got your business mind straight on what you intend to do, the first thing is to test your business idea. Or if you've tested it and you're waiting, then continue to test your idea to make sure you're starting a business that solves a problem that people want solving. You know we all have ideas, right? And we all think our ideas are like the best thing since sliced bread, right? And I'm not knocking that because for me, having an idea is better than having no idea at all. But what I want you to do is to test your business ideas with others to see if it will work. But more importantly, to see if it solves a problem that people want solving. It's no good having the greatest business idea in the world if that business idea will not solve a problem that people need solving. As many as 60% of businesses fail in the first three years. And part of the reason they can fail is because the business idea is an idea that hasn't been tested. And when asked in the research why the idea wasn't tested, some business owners said that their idea was such a good idea that they did not ever think their business idea would fail. And in the world of business, people who think like that are people who have vanity business ideas, where generally speaking, they're coming into business to be the boss, not to run a business that people want or need. Now, I have a lot of sympathy for the idea that you think the business idea is so good that you don't ever think the business would fail. I have sympathy with that because I've been there. I keep talking about the fact that I've been there with my own vanity business name, which failed. And I know from that experience that no real person with morals and principles sets up a business to do harm or to fail. Everyone I know who has their own business set up that business because they believe they are providing a product or service that people want or need. The point I'm making here is that it's not enough to simply think that your idea solves a problem that you think people want solving. This is a start. Thinking that you have a business idea for a problem that you think people want solving is a start. But you have to go further and test whether this is the case. And you do that by asking people if your idea solves a real problem they want solving. Just follow me with this for a minute. How many times have you walked into the town centre or just in some area and you've seen a new shop open and you thought to yourself, what a really good idea for the things that this business owner is trying to do. But that shop won't last long. 
And you're probably right because your instincts tell you that although the shop has good stuff or is offering a great service that people would buy, the shop is in completely the wrong location. You look at what the shop is selling and you say to yourself, I'm only up here by chance and it's unlikely I would make the whole trip up here just to get one or two things. But if the shop was in X place, I know huge amounts of people like me who would go in there. And you're probably right again. And in all likelihood, what's happened is that the person opening the shop has got some favourable rent terms to open the shop in that location. Problem is that although the shop is selling or doing things that people want, it's not Apple. And so people will not wait outside overnight or queue for days to get a piece of what the shop is selling or doing. Because the location doesn't solve a problem that people have, which is accessibility. If you don't make the products accessible, people will not come and buy. When I was setting up this podcast, I thought my idea was the bomb, let me tell you. My head was so big because I looked online and I saw that no one was doing what I wanted to do. No one was offering what I wanted to offer. Best idea ever, I told myself. But even though I firmly believed in my idea, I still put my idea to the test. There will be people listening to the podcast today who were people I tested my idea with. I called them up and I went through a range of questions with them that aimed to put my idea through the rinse wash to see if it did more than solve a problem I thought people wanted solving. Now, I admit I was nervous because the people I contacted could well have said, look, Dr. Asher, we like you, but this is a stupid idea and you need to think of something else to do. Luckily, they didn't say that and instead said it was a great idea that only needed a few tweaks here and there. I took the advice I was given, made the changes and here we are. And I can tell you that I gained so much from the discussions that I had with people and it really helped me to narrow down the key offer of what I wanted to deliver. Now I'm advising you to do the same. Pick up to 10 different people and try to pick people who go beyond family and best friends for obvious reasons. We well know that some of our family and friends would follow us off a cliff because of the love they have for us. So this is why it's important to choose some people who are not afraid to tell you no and not afraid to put you in your place and point you in the right direction. But more importantly, not afraid to tell you, look, just go and sit down. By the end of the testing process, you should have a clearer idea of how your business stands up in terms of solving a problem people want solving instead of solving a problem you think people want solving. Get it? The second thing you need to do is research your competitors. Access to the internet is the modern day industrial revolution because it has revolutionised the information we have access to. And the beauty about this is that the bulk of information we need is free. You just need to type for it. 
Once you have a business idea in your mind and it doesn't even need to be a tested idea because sometimes researching what's out there can also help you to refine your business idea. So once you have your idea, get online and put in all manner of keywords you can think of into Google and search to see what competition is out there. And when you find anything that looks like it could rival your business idea, look at what your competitors are doing. Look at the reviews they're getting for their business and then think about how you can make your business stand out from everyone else's. Think about how your business will be the business people will use to solve the problem they have. Remember when we were setting up the dummy business, the vegan baking experience? And if you're a new listener to the podcast, then you need to be looking round about podcast episode 28. Plus, there are a couple of social media sites that you can look at to see what the business looked like after we set it up. So when I set up the vegan baking experience, which is the dummy business, I looked online to see who was doing this type of business. And I found so many people who were baking vegan goods, but not many people who were delivering fresh baked vegan goods. Now, if I was setting up this business proper, I would test out this idea with people and get their views as to whether getting fresh baked vegan cakes is a problem that people want solving. And the likelihood is that it would be because never before has plant-based eating become a thing like it became a thing in 2019 and moving now into 2020. For somebody who's been vegetarian and vegan for so long, I have never seen so much choice in the market. And the thing is that celebrities and influencers are also following this line. And so getting fresh vegan baked cakes is a problem that people are likely to want solving. So if I was starting this business proper, this might be one of the areas that I might use to differentiate myself from my competitors. So, for example, if I was starting the business proper, one of my taglines might be that I can deliver vegan baked goods to your door in time for tea. And I would know I could do this, right? Because I would already know that although I'm teaching people all over the world how to bake vegan goods, I'm only offering delivered baked goods in my local area because I know I can use a bike delivery service to do this. I'm trying to show you how things can fit together to help your business to solve problems that people have, but equally not to raise customer expectations just so you can compete with rival businesses by trying to offer more. So I want you to get online and research what your competitors are doing because this will help you to pinpoint your business ideas. And you do that so you can solve your customers' problems in a common way or solve a problem in a common but different way or solve an uncommon problem in an uncommon and different way. Remembering that these types of business idea models about how you solve problems are things we spoke about in earlier episodes of the podcast.
And the third thing you need to be doing whilst waiting to launch your business is to get to know your customer. One of the easiest ways to do this is to start to have a regular conversation with your customers online. And you can do this by setting up your social media pages and using those pages to attract your customer to you. Whilst you're waiting to launch your business, you can be asking questions and posting content that helps you to understand who your customers will be or what it is about your customer that would drive them to purchase services or products from you. You can post questions that get responses from your customers, which help you to refine your business offer so it meets customer expectations. And you can also be putting out content that tells potential customers what makes your business different and a better fit for them. And then invite them to keep in touch with you to test out what you are saying. Now, my intention is not to make this sound difficult. It's simply about having the conversation. So using our dummy business, the vegan baking experience... I might keep in touch with my customers by saying to them, look, the weekend is coming up and I think it's a vegan baking weekend. So what should I bake? What's the cake that you might most want to eat this weekend? Is it vegan blueberry brownies or is it vegan chocolate millionaire squares? And I might put a quiz out there because you can do all these things with social media and there might just be two boxes on my quiz. And I might say to my listeners or my readers or my followers, you pick the one which you like the most. And then at the end of that quiz period, it might be that vegan blueberry muffins is the product that won in the online survey. And I would know just from the interaction from my customers that there's a particular penchant for vegan blueberry muffins. And that tells me something about my customer that I didn't know before. And it's doing things like this that help you to use social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram to keep in touch with your customers by using online surveys or creating stories that attract your future customers so that they know what you are planning. And you can use those stories or the quizzes or the surveys to raise excitement levels as customers wait for you to do what you say you're going to do. So if vegan blueberry muffins have won the survey, then I have to go on and bake them. And what causes the excitement is that I would have a video showing me baking these muffins so that my viewers could follow online in their own time. People love to follow a good story online. So if you create content for social media that invites your customers and potential customers to follow a particular aspect of your business, you keep them interested. In Podcast 40, for example, I gave you the idea of creating a service business called The Gym Guru. Remember that one? Now, if I were setting up this business proper, but I was not ready to launch... I might want to do an Instagram story of me going to several different gyms and maybe even adding in pictures of gyms I might have visited whilst in different countries. And I might serialise my gym visits in such a way as to excite the interest of somebody who's following me online about what I'm doing 
and how what I'm doing is going to produce an exciting learning opportunity for them. Get the idea? I'm hoping you see what I'm trying to do here. So I want you to set up your social media pages for your business, remembering that you don't have to have the perfect business name at this stage because you can always change the name of your pages later on if you want to. After setting up your pages, I then want you to put out your first post, letting people know that you are there and inviting friends and anyone else to like your page. If you tag me into your post, I will also like your page and I might even give you a mention on a future podcast, but you need to take action first. The key thing is that I want you to get started because once you've put your business foot forward, you're over the scary part and you'll see that the world hasn't collapsed around you. Remember, at this stage, we are testing our business ideas. We're researching who our competitors are and we're letting the world know we are there by putting out content that will attract our future customers. And we're doing all this before we've even launched our business proper, because this is important work that will help us to make sure we're in the right business. And it will also help us to ensure that we stay in business. And after all, that's what we're doing in 2020. Our intention is to make this extra money so that we can start to save to buy back our time so we can start to plan to live our best lives in Africa or a hot country of our choice or even if we want to stay at home and do nothing in the job world. The key thing is that it should be our choice driven by us and not by the need to have a job to pay bills for life. Have a fantastic week and don't forget to do your homework. I want you to succeed and I want your businesses to be successful. So when you're tagging me about your business pages, you can tag me on the social media pages or if you want to do it in private, then you can direct message me using Facebook Messenger. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher. And for this week, I'm out.